Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Iowa and Iowa State should take this year off and come up with a better name than the Cyhawk. <laughs> Which sounds like a regional chain of discount drugstores or something. <laughs> Stopping at the Cyhawk on the way home. Yeah, give me some milk and uh, some aspirin. And SI's Pat Forty. Soundtrack of Iowa. And really, for all intents and purposes, the soundtrack of this podcast. And here's Dan. Dearly beloved, <laughs> we are gathered here today. To pay our respects to the 2020 Big Ten non-conference schedule. We're here to send it off to its final eternal resting place. Many tears will be shed over losing Rutgers Monmouth. (laughs) Illinois stayed at Illinois. South Dakota stayed at Nebraska. And other testaments to ripping off season ticket holders with glorified exhibition games. (laughs) college football won't be the same without you big big 10 non-conference well no uh emergency pod everyone we're doing an emergency pod Woo! here it is pat is here i'm here pete's on vacation nothing what could possibly happen in early july yeah whatever pete (laughs) yeah yeah, Pete's only missed like four big stories in four days. Yeah. So we tried to um, cheat through the week by doing our season previews. I'm glad we got those in because we could spend time discussing things like, you know, yeah. Ohio State at Oregon and <laughs> Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, disregard. Disregard. <laughs> big Ten bailed out today on its non-con. A, sh- a shocker only because it came today. I think right. it was it was trending in that direction. I think if you talk to people in college athletics, that's been uh, something that's been on the table and been discussed. Why today? You know, uh, seems a little early, but here we are. They're they're just going for it. Uh, it does give them more time to try to figure out how to do this right. And I, I want to get into all the ways that they may try to do this because it's kind of <laughs> kind of interesting. But overall, I would not call this a good day. But maybe this is the way forward that we actually get college football in 2020. The Big Ten will play nine games, maybe 10. We don't know. Could be a conference championship game thrown in there. I don't know. Pat, your thoughts 
on the big news of the day that spurred us to do a Thursday night emergency pod for all you desperate listeners. Uh, well, hang on. Let me wipe my eyes. I'm touched by your eulogy for, for Big Ten non-con play there. And- hey, how, how would you like to be Greg Schiano? Hey, welcome back, Coach. You ain't winning a game this year. That's right. Yeah, you you just were guaranteed to go winless in your first season with the Rutgers Knights. Congratulations. Yeah. No. And hey, I feel bad for the Jackrabbits. They don't get to go into Memorial Stadium and be the latest team to upset and embarrass Nebraska. Feel bad Illinois State doesn't get that that you know home state bragging rights game going down from normal to champagne but boy do i feel bad for the rest of us who don't get to see notre dame wisconsin and don't get to see ohio state oregon and don't get to see michigan washington and don't get to see penn state virginia tech and miami michigan state i mean that stinks that's a bummer but you know what everything stinks right now everything's a bummer it's there's nothing good happening uh from a sporting perspective certainly from a football perspective in the United States of America right now. Uh, college football, we've said it time and again on the show, Dan, is going to be the hardest sport to do in these times. And we are finding out every single day how hard because we keep retrenching. We keep deconstructing the season little by little. You know, there's more to come. There's more games that will be lost. There's, you know, we're hoping there's going to be games in the fall. There may not even be any. Uh, I don't blame the Big Ten for doing what they did. I don't understand doing it now. And uh, yeah, to quote one AD that I talked to, you're doing this on July 9th. You could have done it on August 9th. Why are you doing it now? So that's a bit of a mystery, but I think it was probably inevitable. As a sense I got was, um, you know, why, why not do today what you're going to do tomorrow? You know, I think the real feeling here, and, and, and you know, I, I think it's worth noting everybody involved in college athletics, like they are, they want to play. They want to play. This is why they got into this to play games. Yep. yep. And they are also desperate to play. Yes. It could be a bloodbath of, of, of firings and downsizing. And we will talk maybe about Stanford dropping 11 teams and other, yeah, that's, that's just, you know, going to be the start of, of a lot of other drops. I would imagine, uh, like, I didn't hear a single person. I haven't talked to one person in college athletics who's like, wow, I can't believe Stanford dropped those. We would never do that. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, this is this. They want to play. And this is really, really tough. I think people some there are some people yelling at these guys, but it's really tough. You know, I, I think you hear Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, saw him on the Big Ten Network. And he's and, and Gene Smith, I think, was on there. And they're going, you know, might not have a season. They're trying to. Trying to let you know, we may not be able to do this. Uh, and I think they kind of looked at the at the stats. Uh, the virus is not going away. Uh, it's not contained. You know, you can have whatever opinion you want on how severe it is or whatever. I think they're looking at the outbreaks on the college campuses that, as we've said from the start, like, <laughs> there's, I don't care what your plan is. Everybody's getting yeah. it. You know, yep. uh, you know, could you, I mean, Michigan State had a bar a single bar get 140 cases or something in the middle of summer when no one was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what the hell? So side note, I got to say drinking in bars in college towns in summer might be some of the best times on campus. I, I tend to disagree with you on that, but it can be a, uh, a more convenient time. At least you're not having good. to elbow your way past eight frat bros to get to the bar. 
but it's a small but hearty crew <laughs> there to do crazy things when the mm-hmm. campus goes away. I, oh, I enjoyed it. Everyone else is kind of a quitter. They all go home. It's like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> we ain't quitters here. We're staying. Um, but uh, you know, you saw like the major league soccer came back, and I, I'm not. I don't follow the major league soccer, but I saw like, okay, our first game is going to be these two teams. Oh. Um, yeah, they're that that got canceled <laughs> first, game. and then uh, one of the teams is out. They're just out of they're out of the event. Yeah, uh, yeah. and the thing just started. So you know they're looking at all this and saying, forget it. This gives flexibility. That's the term I kept hearing. Uh, flexibility, and mm-hmm. you can now say we're going to play nine games. We have three months to do it. Uh, we control everything. If if all of a sudden uh, Minnesota's got an outbreak and they can't play for two weeks, we can shuffle the deck later in the fall and make sure they get their games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can, you know, we're not we're not stuck. One of the problems with college football, as we've noted, besides the 130 teams and the 43 states and the all the different things, no one's in charge. Okay, right. there's no yeah. Adam Silver, there's no Roger Goodell who's like, I'm going to make this happen. It's total chaos. So this comes as close as you can get to the NFL. You have Kevin Warren is in charge. He's in charge of these 14 teams, and his charge is to make sure these 14 teams play as many games as possible. And he doesn't have to worry about anybody else now. He doesn't have to worry what they're testing, what they're doing, anything. And that, I think, will greatly aid the chances of this happening because the schedules now have some flexibility because there will be a cancellation somewhere, a postponement or whatever. At this point, I think it gives them a couple weeks to say, uh, you know, we don't have to just schedule a whole year. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were they were only announcing a schedule two weeks out. Yeah, right. Especially yeah. if uh, there's I, no fans. Like, who cares? That's so, yeah, so, exactly. The only people who need to know is the travel party for whoever's got to go on the road. So Right. So you just you say know. two weeks out and in and it might only be twenty thousand fans at, at most at a at a at Ohio State or a Michigan State. I mean, I don't know if you saw the NFL, like Baltimore Ravens at fourteen thousand are getting in their seventy thousand right. stadium. Right. So yeah. if you, you need to plan out when you're trying to get one hundred and ten thousand people to show up, you better know we're playing on October's, but they don't do the times for three no. till three weeks out. So now you just sure. sit there and say, well, I can get 14,000 to show up if if I'm going to get that. So I think yeah. this is going to be totally different. We're not going to know what the schedule is. I wouldn't count on my I wouldn't count on Ohio State, Michigan at the end of the year. They may sit there and say these two look like they I don't know what they're going to do, but that's what they're mm-hmm. going to sit down now and figure out instead of treading water on this decision of eh, we're probably not going to probably not get it. Maybe it'll get better. It's not like we're just all of a sudden going to have this drop of the curve is not getting flattened in the next two weeks and I'd have to make the decision. So here's our decision. I hope that by biting the bullet early, it helps us get a, a, a big 10 football season, which I'll take right now. Sure. Oh yeah. We'll take it. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's, I talked to Kevin Warren myself and he said that, uh, you know, they're going to spend like the next week just kind of really trying to drill down on the schedule. And one of the things that some people in the league did bring up to me is the possibility of a, trying to get divisional games up front as opposed to necessarily backloaded. And so, yeah, are we ready for Ohio State, Michigan in September or October? Eh, maybe. I mean, who knows? This is going to be the one year all tradition, all protocol is totally thrown out. And you're just going to take what you can get, when you can get it, where you can get it. 
And you know what? It may be fun if we can actually pull it off. Uh, I just, I hope we can get to the point of pulling it off. It, it, the point that you made, though, about being able to control this is big, because I talked to a couple of Power 5 ADs this week who said, you know, the thing we hate about a non-conference game is we, you know, everybody in our league is going to try to test the same way and have the same protocols. And on Thursday at this time, and you got to declare we're in or we're out. You're playing somebody from out of conference. You don't know how they've tested. You don't know what you know how good their testing is, how how uh, diligent they've been. And you also have some people with the temptation to, yeah, yeah, we might not be, we might be a little sick, but we need that million dollar check. We better go take that game. So you take all those things out of the equation uh, that could be problems, <laughs> and. You're still hopefully having a conference champion. You know, the Big Ten will will have a champion. You, you, we don't know if there's going to be a playoff or anything like that, but Big Ten football is good football. The fans will care. Hopefully some of them get to come and see it in person. But as you said, at least maybe, hopefully, they do play. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I, we'll, we will see how this all plays out. My guess is you're unlikely to have a lot of transmissions during a football game. Uh, between one team to the other. Maybe the, the linemen are breathing on each other, but, you know, it's going to be outdoors, and I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm dubious on that being a big thing, but you could have a team just – I just think you don't you don't need going, damn, we got to reschedule this Michigan State game. We got to get Michigan State a game, and, right. and we can't move Minnesota because they're playing South Dakota State. You know, we don't – we don't need this crap in the way. Right. And – you know, and, and you know, so they're sitting there going, "Well, you know, what are we doing here? Our, our big non-conference games, most of them are on the road. Like, yep. eh, let's bail on those. Tough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, so it, it's tricky. Now, you know, I expect all the other leagues are going to follow. Uh, the ACC yep. says no decision official. Pac-12 said, you know, they're probably going to follow. The SEC obviously is meeting on Monday. The Big Twelve is." saying it's early we you know what um but the, i would expect them i you know once this jenga tower falls i think we've been saying all along how do you fit it in i mean if the acc pulls out a non-conference games well there goes florida florida state south carolina clemson georgia georgia tech you know so now if you're you're some of these teams in the sec well that you know i don't know who else florida is playing but i doubt it's anybody any good uh, no. You know, I mean, generally that's your only game. So now you go, what are we right. doing with these other games? Well, we usually mm -hmm. only bring these teams in. We bring in Wofford to beat them so that we can fill the stadium and make the money. But if we can't fill the stadium, forget yeah. it. Let's do this. So I, I think clearly uh, that's where we're headed, right? Or they're all going to bail. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I, I would be very surprised if it's anything but that. The two, the two leagues that... You know, you thought it seemed to be the slowest to get there, the SEC and uh, the Big 12. But I think eventually they do get there. And again, yeah, the, the SEC is meeting next Monday and, and they may well they may well go get there in a hurry. Although there's still people in that league who want to wait until August 1st at least. But, you know, circling back, the one thing you said about the lack of NCAA leadership and why these conferences have to do their own thing. Has there ever been anything out of all the myriad flaws that we have been able to find in the NCAA? Has there ever been anything that pointed out how flawed that institution is than this? I mean, they have no control over anything other than holding championships and trying to play mall cop. That's it. They got nothing else that they can authoritatively 
say and do here. I'm just like, oh, we can give guidelines, we can do this, but it's all the it's the conferences just doing their own thing. Yeah, I've I've seen some of this political grandstanding where it's like the NCA needs to have a a blanket policy. Like, dude, no one's gonna listen. Like, what? No. Yeah, why don't I tell uh, Congress how they should dress? I mean, what? That, <laughs> why do they have to listen? They don't even run this championship. No. So they can't they even sit there the and be like, well, yeah, they don't do football. So, yeah, they it's not their fault. They have no idea what's going on. And so no. uh, someone's got to be in charge. And now they're mm -hmm. all going to be in charge. And, and we'll see. All right. A few different things. Uh, yeah. If we lose all non-conference games, there could be some some big losses. We've we've already said Notre Dame, Wisconsin at Lambeau is yeah. a big it's a big loss, if only for the uh beer sales. Yeah. We were gonna do a live pod from the parking lot. We're thinking That's about right. it. Yeah, we're yeah. thinking about it. Other now I know people say I'm losing Florida, Florida State. That's a traditional yeah, those those that stinks, but those will return a Texas LSU game. Texas at LSU, that's big loss. Uh, that's a huge loss. I, I hope yep. I hope these can be redone. Yeah. Florida State was going to visit Boise State. Right. Oh, you'd hate I, to lose that one. Boise waits a decade to get teams like that <laughs> yeah, up there. Absolutely. Longer, probably. They had Oregon in one time when LeGarrett Blunt punched the yeah. Oregon dude, or the <laughs> Boise State dude. It's like the last <laughs> big game that I can remember them having in Boise. They should have a statue of that outside the... <laughs> They should. Byron Garrett. Hout. Byron <laughs> Hout. That's the Byron guy that got punched. That's yeah. right. That was really good. He kind of taunted LeGarrett, though, didn't he? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not a mm -hmm. good idea. Not a good idea. No. no. They won the game, and he talked a little smack to LeGarrett, and LeGarrett just drilled him. Yeah. I mean, that... Right on live television. And as now, that's what we need. We need more of that. Listen, I don't... Maybe he didn't know who LeGarrett Blunt is, but as we have learned through his years as a as a duck and, and many different teams in the NFL Super Bowl champion, that is not a guy you want to smack. No, <laughs> he will punch no. you. Yeah, it's like the guy who took on Kevin Falk, uh, in the Texas A&M LSU thing. Remember? Yeah. That was, that was good. Punched him in the, in the, in the pacemaker. Yeah. Then we had, um, Senator Chuck Grassley, Chuck Grassley he is a Senator in Iowa. Uh, I don't know if he's famous or not, but, Chuck Grassley is chapped. He he was he was fired up. Very disappointed by the Big Ten making a decision that non-conference games can't be played. Don't they realize the Cyhawk game I is a know. lot more interesting than many Big Ten games? <laughs> I, I'm gonna have a, especially disappointed Iowa can't play my university, uni, yeah. big, you know, UNI. Yeah. Big okay. Let me ask this about congressmen. <laughs> Why can't they spell or punctuate? And this includes the what is it with well, I'll just say Washington politicians. He's uh, missing yeah. he's missing a period. He has two exclamation points. He doesn't capitalize big or 10. He has my university in all caps. UNI which actually should be capitalized lowercase and a big disappointment in all this guy's drunk on Bush Light when he's writing this thing. <laughs> That's he might be. We gotta yeah, we gotta find out what the UNI beer is. If they're Bush Light people or Natty Light they're or what Bush Light they people. Senator yeah. Grassley loved the passion, baby. Love it. But learn to punctuate. You're bothering me. <laughs> hey, it's not just congressmen, okay? That's an oval office uh, oval sort of office, thing, everyone in Washington. Yeah. What are you people yeah. doing? 
Why are you shouting my university? Anyway, uh, uh, the poor Cy Chuck, poor Chuck Grassley. Yeah, Chuck Grassley losing the Cyhawk. Iowa and Iowa State should take this year off and come up with a better name than the Cyhawk, which <laughs> sounds like a regional chain of discount drugstores or something. Like that. <laughs> Stopping at the Cyhawk uh, on the way home. Yeah, give me some milk and uh, some yeah. aspirin. Need some antiperspirant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Get me the Old Spice roll-on, please. So come up with a better name. We love the Cyhawk game. We love Iowa and Iowa State we here do. on the pod. We but do. Use this time wisely. What are you doing during the quarantine, <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> yes. Upgrade Cyhawk, please. Please. Cyhawk. That's, you know, they just don't know what to do there. This is, again, this, you know, it's a state of earnest people that probably maybe not enough creativity because what was the thing? They had some that terrible name for the Iowa-Nebraska game, like the American Heroes or something, or what, what, what was it? I mean, it was just really bad. Hooray! We love it in the <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! We there you love go. It in <laughs> Play it. <laughs> Play it longer. Turn it up, baby. Rock it out. We go for number one. The absolute classic. The soundtrack of Iowa. Soundtrack of Iowa and really for all intents and purposes, the soundtrack of this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, we had, a, I think, an entire episode on that song once. <laughs> Hooray! Ames, all right. Uh, all right, here's another question for you. Uh, and I, it was not properly answered to me today. Um, the playoff, okay? This poor committee yeah. that has to fly to Dallas like six times in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> We have less data points, less data points. You got no non-conference to even figure anything out. It's already bad enough. Yeah. How the heck do how the heck do you pick this playoff? But more importantly, will we have a playoff? I don't think we're going to have a playoff. I really don't. I would not be surprised if this is the ultimate like throwback season where it's like the pollsters decide you know, and there's an AP champion and there's a USA Today coaches champion and they may or may not be the same team. Hopefully at least everybody's seen each other play as opposed to the 1930s when nobody saw anybody. But I just, I, if we have a fall season, we could probably maybe kind of have a playoff. If we have a spring season and I'm hearing you're going to play six to eight games, maybe max because of just problems with, space and time and, and scheduling and everything. And then you're going to have like the Rose Bowl in May and you're going to have the <laughs> Sugar Bowl in May and then you're going to have a championship game in Miami in June or what? I mean, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. I don't, I don't think so. I would not, I'm ready for a throwback to where, you know, the guy in Fort Worth, Texas casts his vote for Alabama and the guy in, Worcester Mass casts his vote for Clemson, and we have no idea who the real champion should be. So, look, I still think that they can do this. Okay, so I think that we could have a nine, nine, ten game. Like teams could be nine, ten games into this, so we're really eliminating. Mm -hmm. so there are obviously some some division, some games that make a difference, but in a lot of ways, two to three of these non-conference games are obsolete anyway. So obviously, you'd have some. Look, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten would have had a chance to. 
to show a little force, Washington, Michigan, or Oregon, or Ohio State. That's going to be lost. I, I still think they can do this. As I, yeah. I don't know. The hard part to me is like we just don't know where the virus is going to be, and you don't know whether uh, some governor is going to say no. You're not playing right now. We said this back in the fall. I mean, or in the spring, and this started. You don't know where it's going to be big. It it moves. So early in the year, it was early in this this pandemic. It was terrible in Boston. So you'd say Boston College. You could obviously see the state of Massachusetts or Suffolk County saying no, no games. Well, now it's now the numbers are down in Boston, but they're bad in Miami. So maybe Miami can't play for a month or I think that's what's going to kill the season more than than anything else. But if they yeah. can make it through that and and the NFL is going to do everything they can to play and I think these politicians are going to be very nervous about shutting the NFL down at least until after any after election day cuz you want to see some <laughs> you want to see some anger. <laughs> yeah, take people's <laughs> NFL away from them. Uh and college football too, but you know, maybe you can get this thing going but it's almost like, are you? Do we really want? And look, I hope we have a vaccine by then. I hope we have treatments. I hope everything's great. Please, but let's say you you make it. It, it goes to my old driving in the snow thing. You didn't want to then take another trip out for a little bit. Like you want to wait a <laughs> month till all the players they got to come to campus is going to be closed. All these campuses are closed in December, right? Everyone's shutting down after yep. Thanksgiving, yep. and we're going to then go to you know, the Rose Bowl for a week. I mean, I, I, just, I could see in a legit way just saying we don't care this year. Right. And yeah. even I, who wrote two angry books and 7,000 <laughs> angry columns, decrying the pain and suffering that the Bowl Championship Series inflicted on my life. <laughs> um, Dan Wetzel, victim. Yeah, victim. Yeah. I was victimized yeah. by that thing. I would be like, yeah, that's fine. We're good. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. If we, I if swear. I, I would give up on the playoff if I can get, if I'm watching an SEC championship game in early December, I'm fine. Yeah. That's- no, I think I, I, I agree with you, and I hope that there would be a uh, similar alteration of expectation from everybody. It's like, look, just if we can have a football season of any completeness. And we're crowning conference champions, and then yeah, if people want to squabble about who's who's the national champion, let them. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we'll try again in 2021 to do this thing the right way. I I, I just have a hard time working would would have a hard time working up righteous indignation about you know having to have poll champions or whatever. Uh, let's just. Let's just have some football. Now, in theory, if you trade like a Indiana State for Wisconsin that you weren't playing in conference, doesn't that give you a little bit of a measuring stick if you're the playoff committee? You know, you're, you don't have those worthless games. That's well, if they add a game. If they add a game. I, if I am them, I am not adding games. I like if, if you think there's going to be a playoff, I would not add games. I would not, you know. I would, I, I would, if, if, the only way I would add games is if, you want more revenue. You know? Well, they uh, want more revenue. They, that yes, is they true. do. And TV I guess inventory. If, if it's rolling along and it's working, I, this is this is my thing. With this is my this is my uh, prediction. This uh, Doctor Fau- oh, Doctor Fauci's listening. By the way, 
Let me interrupt you real quick. North Carolina surged to near the top of the Fauci Cup standings. Made a good run at it. Yeah. A- impressive effort. And Notre Dame has got nothing going on. <laughs> Notre you Dame. You can't even. Notre Dame couldn't catch the coronavirus <laughs> like they were chasing down a Clemson wide receiver. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they got nothing, right? They couldn't come back yeah. negative. Those poor yeah. guys. They're like, we're doing yeah. all the right stuff over here, and you cancel our damn season. All I want to do is play at Lambeau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could be looking at like a seven-game season, Notre Dame, by the way. Yeah. All right. So people keep asking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame will get the, – the the ACC will play those six Notre Dame games. They have six – Notre Dame has six ACC teams on its schedule. I thought it usually had five, but I guess there must have been some non-conference game lined up uh, yeah, laying they, around. Was they that weak? one. Anyway, they're at six. They also play Navy. Yeah, that from what Jack Swarbrick told me back in like May, that Navy wants the game, so Navy they'll get the seven games. We'll see. And, after well, and then I could. Well, they also play Western Michigan. Why? Why? Western Michigan's not turning that down. You wouldn't think so. No, they're going to need the money. So I, I think they get to eight. And if they wanted to play more, they could play a bunch of MAC teams. Sure, people would schedule them for sure. Right? So if they and then they may need home games to fulfill their Notre Dame, uh, their NBC deal. So right. I could see them. I mean, there's a whole bunch of teams now that don't have games, and some of them. If I were, if I were a Mac AD, I'd try to strong arm and say, "Yeah, we'll play you, but you got to come to us. You got to come <laughs> to Kent State. Got to come to Toledo." I think Cincinnati would be a good game for them. I think I don't. I think sure. Notre Dame will have all sorts of options here. Probably will. Oh, Fauci. Yes, my advice. This is my my my, yes. my prediction, which okay. is no bearing. No, there is no research to this. Zero. <laughs> I've not studied numbers. I am not smart. Okay. But <laughs> my guess is that once the college, everyone gets back to college, there will be an ungodly amount of cases within one month. Yep. The entire campus is going to get overwhelmed. And then I know the, the, the immunity may not last forever and all this stuff, but then I think it will peak down. And so by October, might not be so bad for these guys. Might How's not that? be. Hey, you know, this again, this is the Wetzel plan kind of in a, well, a general student body population. Yes, yes. Just <laughs> let them loose. Start yeah. throwing keg parties and small <laughs> classrooms and stuff. Just load it up. <laughs> That's. I want to see like the provost, you know, saying, yes, we want you not only, we want all of you on campus, we want you in small rooms and bring a keg. Yeah, yeah. double up in the dorms, just try to yeah. get it rolling. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I did, you know what? I mean, I did read something today and I don't, I don't know what's what, as you were just saying, I know nothing, but I read something arguing that herd immunity for this is actually like 20%. And so maybe we're getting there. I don't know. If we get 20%, we, will... we get herd immunity? Or we're yeah, already at, uh, we're, we're close to it. Or we're like at 15 or whatever, 15, 20. They, they, this person, I can't remember who even wrote the story, but was arguing <laughs> that uh, herd immunity was much lower for this than people had been saying. And that we're, we are on our way to defeating the virus and there is no second wave. So da, 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 da. I don't know if it's true, but I like what he's laying down. So I'm going <laughs> yeah, with it. Right. I just go yeah. with that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they get this thing going, as long as the states don't shut down. Right. And look, as I speak, the last three days, the seven day death average in America is rising. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Nope. Would rather Not it was good. dropping. It was dropping mm-hmm. for a very long time. Now it is rising. I wish it would continue to drop. 
But so, you know, it's one of these. I, I think I think if football wants to play, they can find a way to play. I don't know. And they need it. I mean, they are. Mm. It's amazing. But they spent and committed all the money because they never thought they would have to. There's no rainy yep. day funds at these schools or not much None. of one. Not one nope. that could handle this. So, yeah. No, the, boy, do they need it. Because like I said, like they, they, uh, you wrote it, I wrote it. What happened at Stanford could happen a lot of other places, maybe not 11 programs, but plenty of them. And this provides a bit of cover that if Stanford, you know, the the sport, the school that cherishes all its sports and is good at all their sports, and, uh, if they can cut them, hey, so can we because – they, we just we just got cover to do so. I'm laughing. I just received the NCA statement on this. Oh, we're talking, right. we're talking about the NCA having no power. Yeah. Well, let me read you this statement because this is clearly this is what the NCA has to say about this. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact college sports nationally, the NCA supports its members as they make important decisions based on their specific circumstances and in the best interests of college athletes' health and well-being. End statement that's it <laughs> so basically uh, while this is wow. going on we support whatever yeah. the hell you guys come up with i don't we got nothing yeah. i got nothing yeah, yeah. i we can't have, even believe we get they, they might have had a committee meeting to come up with that statement that's the funny part <laughs> that's thing they released it at like nine at night they've probably been working on it all day <laughs> like just to make sure that all of the word salad is in order saying nothing <laughs> NCAA, Doing do you have a nothing. statement? Um, yeah, we're, we're good with whatever you guys come up with. It's like, what <laughs> kind of pizza you want? I'm good, man. There's no pineapple. That's it. They are, they're a wedding planning organization that also doubles as a mall cop. <laughs> Shut That's up. That's it. Show awesome. up. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think these schools are going to drop sports. I think I would not be surprised if almost everyone finds a way to all of a sudden kneecap one, two, three of these things at least. Um it's it's interesting that the the belief is seems to be the conventional wisdom is we're better off just dropping sports and continuing to fully fund the what we have than have everyone uh, get a little bit less, and that suggests right. to me that there's a lot of athletic departments saying, wait, why the hell do we have this team? Sure, you know, these schools can do whatever they want, but like, I mean, Stanford has a squash team, like, oh, <laughs> who who they yeah. play, right? <laughs> that's they have to go they have to play like everybody in the ivy league and is there anybody in between is there anyone that plays squash between palo alto and the northeast can't be many uh, yeah i mean these are like old vestiges of like when colleges were you know country clubs basically the yeah, country club right. kids these are country club sports that were getting dropped i mean yeah. I, I couldn't believe how many i had no idea they had all these they had multiple they had like one rowing team and then a co-ed one or something. And then oh, they had, yeah, they, well, they had co-ed sailing, women's sailing, right? And then there was lightweight rowing and then there's men's rowing and then there's full weight rowing. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of rowing going on. A lot of rowing. And um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, sorry for the rowers, but maybe that shouldn't be a Division One sport. You know, boy, see, and that that's been the, the great dodge for every Title Nine uh leery athletic director is to start rowing and then have like 80 girls on the rowing yeah, team. Yeah, right. Throw them all on there. Everyone yeah. can row. A lot of boats. Just buy Including boat. what's-her-name's daughter, Lori Laughlin's daughter, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How are they going to... How are these kids of the rich going to cheat their way into school <laughs> if they can't <laughs> pretend to be... They might have to actually pretend they're like in, in, a, in a real sport and get murdered, like actually trying... <laughs> Like, all right, yeah. you're you're on the volleyball team, really? Watch this, bang right off your reconstructed <laughs> nose. 
I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want any of this smoke there, uh, Aunt Becky. This is a real. This is a real sport here. Uh, the reconstructed nose. Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah, Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. Take yeah. that. I don't think you want the, that. Don't yeah. mess with those volleyball girls. Woo. <laughs> yeah. So maybe um, what was the, whatever the what was the I forget what her name was. Whatever Aunt Becky's kid was. Ahead yeah. of the game when she got the, the rowing right. team at USC wouldn't even have happened. That's right. See, that's, yeah, there's a whole whole raft of bogus uh, athletic scholarships gone. Yeah. Sad. Pour one out. I was stunned 12% of Stanford uh, students are athletes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, because it's not that big a student body. It's like, I don't know if it's 8,000, 8, something like that. And so you you have geniuses and you have athletes and sometimes those are both the same people but uh there's a quite a a the athletic population there i mean again it's not that big a student body so they know each other they're in classes together i mean my daughter's friends with some of the people who got their sports kneecapped uh yesterday so rough day on the farm for sure yeah 240 athletes but like a place yep. like stanford you just bring in 240 more perfect sats well, I mean, they it. got right. no doubt about it and that are going to, and many of whom are going to pay seventy grand. So correct, we take it. Correct. So that's uh, that's where we're at with that. All right, it's not. It's obviously not a, a a banner day for college football, but we will persevere. And I can tell you, just to, it could be worse. Could be worse, mm-hmm. Pat. Could it? Yes, it could. Monmouth Rutgers is gone, but at least <laughs> as far as I know, you do not have this. This uh, here. This is quite a tweet by the. AFP News Agency. I do not know if that's a legitimate organization or not, but um, uh, uh, Agence France Press is it that it? Is it French? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, this is what they got. I mean, this is just just buckle up for this one. Okay. A parasitic fungus. Bad start. <laughs> Let's just stop there. <laughs> a parasitic <laughs> fungus that grows inside the ghost moth caterpillar. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A parasitic fungus that grows inside the ghost moth caterpillar and then kills its host by bursting through its head. What? Can you believe this? The fungus blows up the caterpillar's head. Is itself is itself threatened with extinction. The IUCN said as demand surges for Chinese medicines. Quote Himalayan Viagra. End quote. Come on. That's uh, all in one tweet? They have over-harvested the... Yes, that's all one tweet. <laughs> this is a much better tweet than uh, that Iowa senator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. You think? Ophio cordycipus, whatever. The, the world's yeah. most expensive fungus <laughs> only grows on the Tibetan plateau where it has become the main source of income for some communities. I bet. Really? Uh, is a prized health tonic and aphrodisiac in Chinese <laughs> traditional medicines for centuries. Uh, so the Chinese are using this to uh, get lucky, <laughs> I guess, or I don't, close, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but they have been over-harvesting um, the fungus, uh-huh. and now uh-huh. we are losing the fungus, and it is now not... Uh, getting inside the uh, the uh, caterpillar to blow its head off. So I don't. 
<laughs> I don't know who the victim here is. I don't know. The caterpillars is, are happy. The Chinese, get, they're happy. They're using this. This is the most absurd story we've had yet in our long list of absurd stories. The way they so, use the fungus is they boil it in water to make tea or in soup or stew. <laughs> so if you're ever who? on a date with the in China and the person's trying to get you to drink some stew, just <laughs> drink some fungus <laughs> stew I have from the, the Tibetan. <laughs> The Tibetan plateau. I'm just. I'm so, not saying don't drink it. I'm just saying, you know, there's a little info for you. So you got the backstory. They they may be seeing the evening go in a different manner than you might. <laughs> Tibetan fungal Viagra is what we're talking about here. That how do you how do you get to the point of figuring this out? First of all, like how do you know that the, the fungus does this, and then. How do you know that the fungus lives inside a caterpillar's head? And how do you get it out of there? And how, I mean, the, the, there's Dude, a lot of money. Thousands of here. years on the Tibetan plateau. They didn't have Netflix out there, man. There's nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do. There's nothing to do but collect fungus and see if it helps fungus. you. See if it helps. <laughs> I'm with Pat here. I need to find some old manuscripts or something from Project Zero, figuring out yeah. how did he come up with this? Like, what, right? Had to be by accident, right? He just ate the fungus, and then he. I, and then, I'm just going to say had a had an excellent performance. And does he like? <laughs> does he tell his buddy like? You know, I, I tell you what, man. I, I'm not sure, but I had this fungus. And, really, I'm going to try that tonight. <laughs> Put it in the stew, and that's the thing. Like, like that's if if the fungus were like available, like laying on a leaf or something. Okay, but it's in the head of a caterpillar. No, I think it it might be on a leaf. Also, it's found uh, okay. in meadows above thirty five hundred okay. meters. Uh, thirty five hundred meters. When the, that's pretty high. Oh no, no, that's not true. Wait, uh. it forms when the fungus lodges itself in the caterpillars and then slowly kills them. <laughs> to grow so it. It's, it needs a specific climate. Harvesting the cone-shaped fungus is highly profitable. So maybe they do. I don't know. Every spring in Nepal, houses and schools empty as thousands of villagers make the sometimes perilous journey up into the mountains to collect it. Yeah, you're going up like 11,000 feet to oh, look for here's the caterpillar fungus. This is why, man, there's got to be some angry people in China. This year, Kathmandu banned the annual trek to harvest the fungus during the lockdown Due to the coronavirus panic. Oh, I mean, this man, this stupid ass virus. Even Another industry shut down. We can't Terrible. get Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and they you can't even get your <laughs> Himalayan Viagra. I'm sick of this thing. <laughs> Wear a mask and help us all out. Please. please. Anyway, there you go. So it could be worse, Pat. It could be worse. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. All right, Pat, Pete will be back next week, we think. By then, who knows what, you know, we try yeah. to take one, we try to just <laughs> take one show in the early July, not two in a week, and look what happened. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't even get to Zion getting 400 grand. Oh, boy. No. Oh, I, yeah, we, we got to discuss that next time, because, boy, do I have stuff on that. Yeah, oh, my oh really? All right, we'll oh, tease yeah. it. Because it, it looks like that was an extra 400 that wasn't even from the original person. <clears throat> Yeah, there's there's a lot there. A oh. lot. All right, tune in. Look at that tease by Pat Forty. Yeah, I like that. Go. I'm ready to tape it right now. 
All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Hope uh, hope you're all right. And uh, we're going to make it. I swear it's going to happen. I'm staying positive. There you go. Against all odds. Take care. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.